Content warning. This content has content. Uh, this episode as well, we will, of course, be talking about death. Uh, there will also be a mention of suicide and some chat about mental ill health. And um, I'll mention briefly a little bit about what happens behind the scenes at a funeral home, but only very brief. Yeah, I don't think we really went in... Well, we I don't think we're really going to go into any detail no. on these in this episode. Um, but, like, it's mentioned. Yeah. yeah. But not in detail. Yeah. I'm Lyra, my pronouns are she, her, or they, them. I'm Ash, and my pronouns are he, him. Welcome to Queer Death Cafe! Hey! Hey! Uh, Ash, can you tell me a bit about Queer Death Cafes? Or Death Cafes in general? So, a Death Cafe is an event where people meet up, eat cake, drink tea, and talk about death in a non-judgmental space. So it's not like bereavement counselling, or um, it's not a support group or anything, it's just literally a space where people can talk non-judgmentally about life and death and all of their thoughts around that. And so we decided that we would do a queer death cafe via a podcast because we don't like going outside. <laughs> yes! Yes! So, welcome to our queer death cafe. If you don't already have cake, go and get some cake. Absolutely. Or popcorn, which... <laughs> or caramel coated popcorn. <laughs> is, is a good substitute for cake. Yeah. yeah. Um... <clears throat> And if you want to find more about Death Cafes in general, it's at... W... Sorry, I've just eaten some popcorn. www.deathcafe.com Cool. And we'll put that address up in the notes. Are you still eating popcorn? I'm sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't make tasty food and then put it in front of me and I expect you to eat it. So this is the pilot podcast. We've never done a podcast before. I mean, you wouldn't be able to tell that because we're really <laughs> slick and professional. Totes profesh. All of the profesh. Um, and we're, so this is like a little pilot episode and we're recording it on my tiny, tiny dictaphone, which um, I used to record all of the terrible music that I write. Cool. That's good, yeah. 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 Um, so, Lyra, what, why do you want to talk about death? Um, there's kind of a number of reasons. I mean, I think the main thing is that death is, you know, I guess stigma feels like a big word, but death is just a thing that people generally find hard to talk about, mm -hmm. and that makes a lot of things around death a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, for me, personally, my best friend died by suicide uh, almost ten years ago. And that had a very large impact on my life. And it was something that I didn't know how to talk to people about. <clears throat> uh, I didn't know how to talk to people about my complex feelings around, around suicide and my complex feelings around death and grief. And so I you know, did what a lot of us do best and just bottled it all up. Um, and yeah, I think... If I'd had a space to talk about death, that would have given me more, uh, better language. There. Context, maybe. More context. I don't know. Yeah, if I'd had, well, it's just that it, it would have given me a way to talk about it and a way to understand it. 
um, and explore my feelings around it really. Yeah, like without judgement. Without judgement. Because people think when you talk about death it means that you're either obsessed with death or, well, just obsessed with death I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's another thing which is kind of much more recent but last year I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. um, it's not a particularly like quote-unquote life-threatening cancer but it's you know still all a bit like body falling apart um, and a lot of the conversations that happen around cancer and mental health are related to people who kind of get diagnosed and then feel very depressed about the fact that they're diagnosed which is a thing mm -hmm. but there's very little out there talking about people who were depressed before that who then get cancer and like those are things that have intersected in ways I didn't like expect mm -hmm. um, and it means that when I try to talk to people about death their immediate thing is oh my god like everything's going really badly and either you're going to die of cancer or die by suicide and it's kind of like no I'm just going through a very scary period of my life and I want a way to talk about that so I can process my feelings. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, we can all do with less less stigma in the world around death and more talking about it. Definitely. Um, I went on a mental health awareness training course recently and they actually said that if a person is suicidal and they want to talk about suicide, that doesn't increase the risk of them actually completing suicide or mm -hmm. attempting suicide. Um, it it in some cases decreases the risk because you've had a space to talk about it and you're not kind of bottling it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So That makes a lot of sense. It's something that more people should know. I yeah. Feel. Like maybe my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the many therapists I have had. Yeah. Yeah. Very mm. true. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean that's, that's me and a, a very small fraction of my complicated feelings around death. Uh, Ash, can you tell me a bit about why you wanted to to do this? Um, so, I mean, my ma my ra main reason for doing this is um, the popcorn that you have made, and I hereby declare that all podcast recording sessions should involve future snacks. My other reasons <laughs> are um, I've recently started a job part time as a funeral arranger, and when I started my job. All of my friends were like, oh my god, like, what, what's it like? What happens? And um, kind of asking me questions about what actually goes on when, when you're arranging a funeral for someone or what actually happens after somebody dies. And I just realised that um, people, people want to be able to talk about it and people want to know and people need a space to be able to just have these conversations without feeling like it's weird or wrong or anything like that. So... I just thought it was really important to be able to start a conversation and kind of tell people that it's okay, you can you can ask these questions and mm -hmm. I found as well with my job the more I'm learning and the more I'm seeing the more comfortable I feel with my own mortality mm -hmm. um, and that's a really strange feeling for me because having had, well having mental health problems and having previously attempted suicide um, I now feel completely different about the idea of my own death and feel less like I would want to die by suicide. That's a very weird way to phrase that. <laughs> but like I don't, th I don't think about, I don't think about ending my life 
as often anymore. Like, obviously, yeah. everybody has... Well, I assume everybody occasionally has thoughts about this. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just assuming that that's normal as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. what's normal. That's normal. Um, yeah, so... so I mean, that's kind of, like, you know, my reason for coming and, and being here and talking to Lyra. And, like, I felt like we've had so many conversations before and we've been like, we should be recording this. Yeah. Because yeah, we talk about the good stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, yeah. Cool. That's, that, that sums it up, doesn't it? I think pretty much. Yeah. I think something I'd be interested in asking is... This is, you know, we've talked about death cafes in general, and this is specifically a queer death cafe. Mm-hmm. Um, how does it, like, how does your identity play into the work that you do? Uh, yeah, so, um, so I'm a trans man, and as a trans masculine funeral arranger, um, I kind of, I'm seeing everything through the eyes of, like, thinking about what's going to happen when I die. And so when I've been, for example, in the mortuary and kind of like thinking about when people are being dressed and um, in my mind I'm thinking, oh wait, hang on, like if I, if I had died before I had top surgery, I would, I would want to be, like my chest to be bound and like things like that. So yeah. I'm think I'm constantly thinking about my job through the eyes of like, well through the, my own eyes obviously, but like through the eyes of the queer community, like my friends and... Um, kind of making sure that people's identities are validated. Mm-hmm. Does that answer your question? Or did I go off on a tangent? No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was great. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well. And, yeah, uh, and I guess that means that amongst just talking about some of the stuff around gen- death generally, we can also talk about some of it practically. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. I assume in your job you picked up a lot of useful information that you can give to queer and trans people or the family and friends of queer and trans people. Or just anyone who's interested. Well, yeah, that too. Yeah. (laughs) But for people to understand the practicalities around it and how to treat people well. Yeah, I mean, I did, um, I wrote a little guide to uh, funeral planning for queer people um, recently because I was asked to do a stall at the Mortlake Crematorium Full Circle Festival. So that was like, was that three weeks ago or something? Yeah. It was a, it was the hottest day of the year, that much I remember. <laughs> and I remember melting in a puddle. <laughs> um, but I wrote this little guide because I wanted to give people something to take away. And it was supposed to be an A5 flyer, but I can't shut up apparently, so... <laughs> Uh, oh, there's a lot of information to go out there. Well, yeah, as I found the more I wrote, I was like, wait, no, I need to include this, so I need to put this out as well. Um, yeah, so I mean, I can talk a little bit more about what I put in the guide, like, as we go through the recordings and stuff. And cool. I'm sure I'll find out more information as I learn yeah. it, too. Is that guide available publicly? It will be available publicly. Um, I'm waiting for... Um, so I, I spoke to um, the Good Grief Trust, who are an amazing charity who support people through bereavement and they were talking about the possibility of having a PDF of my guide online so that people can look at it and also um, Poetic Endings who are a modern mm-hmm. funeral director in London were talking about having it on their website too so I don't have any links yet but um, by the next time we record I probably will do so I can give you website addresses and people can view it online and I've got like maybe 10 copies left in in like the real actual thing so 
Maybe if you send a really nice message, <laughs> I might post one to you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Before we go any further, uh, I'm just going to say that we are recording in my bedroom and I had two guinea pigs in the corner, so if you hear any shuffling noises or weaking, um, that's just them. Don't worry about it. They are very adorable. They are. They are so adorable. <laughs> they are too cute. Um, but, more on topic, uh, I was wondering if you had ever been to a death cafe before? I've been to one death cafe, and I feel like I should have been to more, but I've only mm -hmm. been to one. And it was in South London, in a community centre. And a couple of friends of mine took me with them because they had wanted to go for ages. So I kind of trundled along. And we got there and there were maybe 20, 20 25 people there, and we were... Um, we all kind of sat down with our tea and our cake and there were two people who were facilitating the event and they just kind of told us a bit about what a death cafe, what a death cafe was and they, um, I think they, they, they said what, what their backgrounds were. I think one of them may have been a bereavement counsellor, I can't mm -hmm. quite remember. And um, we were kind of like sat down at tables in little groups and we would, we were just told, you know, just talk talk amongst yourselves, like talk about whatever you want, there's no agenda, there's no right or wrong thing to say, there's no right or wrong answer to anything, um, and there was a list of prompts in case you didn't know what to talk about, mm -hmm. but I, we didn't use the prompts, so um, I'm trying to remember exactly what we, what we, like we kind of talked about why each of us were there. Mm -hmm. and what, what sort of people had gone along to this one? So there was a, like a mixture of people, like there were people of all ages, like all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, oh, I meant more kind of what was their motivation for being there? Oh, okay, yeah. So um, uh, most people just wanted a space to be able to talk about death. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, like they, like people, there were a few people who had, who had been bereaved, uh, but not recently. Um, but most people that I spoke to just kind of said that they had been thinking about death and um, didn't know how to process those thoughts, didn't know how to what kind of language to use to talk about it with other people because the people around them thought that if you spoke about death it was a bad thing and it meant that yeah. you know there was something wrong. Um, so yeah, I think they just wanted a space to come and you know chat. And some people were just there because they were like, what is a death cafe? I yeah. want to know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the most important question, like, was the cake good? Oh, the cake was so good. <laughs> okay. I had like a slice of, I think, each each type of cake, yeah. Great. There were multiple cakes. <laughs> very, very good cake. Good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's like one cafe that you've been to. Yeah. If you were going to go to your like ideal death cafe um, and, you know, talk to the people that you feel like you'd be able to have the, the kind of the most interesting, most exciting conversations. Um, who would you like to be there? I don't know if you can think of just three people. So it's kind of like a who would you have dinner with? What? It's like who would you have dinner with, but who would you talk about death with? <laughs> who would you talk about death with in an ideal situation? Okay. Um, uh, the first person, and this could be a reality, um, <laughs> is Louise Winter, who um, she is from Poetic Endings, who uh, I mentioned them earlier, they're a modern funeral director in London and um, she's just got a really good social media presence and talks a lot about um, making sure that people understand 
what happens when somebody dies and being transparent and um, uh, making sure that people know that you don't have to have you don't have to have a funeral like the way that everybody kind of thinks it should be like a funeral is about what you want and she's very into kind of green eco-friendly um, you know not embalming and stuff like that mm -hmm. so I kind of like I would love to just sit down with tea and cake and be like Louise tell me all of your secrets tell me everything um, yeah, that would be amazing. Amazing. Um, my second person is Caitlin Doughty, who is an American mortician, and she has a YouTube channel called Ask a Mortician, mm -hmm. and if you have not seen any of her videos, you have to go watch them, she's amazing. Um, I just, yeah, so I read her book, um, she wrote, uh, she's written a few books, but one of them is called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, and that's about... Um, the first year she was working in the funeral industry, she worked in a crematorium in Los Angeles. And it's just kind of like about her experience. And it's just really funny and warm and like, it was incredible. And after I read that book, I was like, actually, yeah, I think I could do this job. I think mm -hmm. I, I, I could be, I don't think I, no, actually, no, I could work in a crematorium. I, I, now that I've seen behind the scenes at one, I think I could do that job too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so that was kind of like what made me take the leap into becoming a funeral arranger but also she's just so funny she's like she's absolutely hilarious and I think that it would be probably one of the most interesting conversations ever so yeah great my number two um I mean the third person if you don't make a wish it will never happen <laughs> <laughs> um Jonathan Van Ness great from Clear yeah. Eye you wouldn't want to sit and have a chat with Jonathan Van Ness. I know, and I feel like he has a podcast called Getting Curious, and mm -hmm. he should also be curious about death, because we all should be, and yeah. so... Does does Jonathan Van Ness still use he pronouns? No, you're right. I could, I, I, I remembered reading about it, but I couldn't yeah, remember no, if Jonathan they said they used they. Van Ness came out as non-binary, yeah. and I think does use they pronouns, okay. so sorry Jonathan. <laughs> That's fine. Keep going. Noted, yes. Um, yeah, no, I just think that they would be a really good person to, to talk to. And, and I, yeah, I feel like he would ask, they would ask, I do this all the time. I feel <laughs> like they would ask really good questions and it would be really entertaining and funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What about okay. you? Who are your three? So I've listened to a bit of... Uh, podcast called oh I can't actually remember what the podcast I think it's just called the Griefcast. Okay. It's produced by the BBC mm -hmm. and it's hosted by a comedian called Carrie Ad Lloyd, who really struggled with coming to terms with her grief after the death of a family member. Mm -hmm. um, and so she just gets different guests in and and talks about grief. Um, often relating to a specific incident, but, you know, sometimes just talking about grief in general. Uh, and I think she would be a really interesting person to talk to just because, you know, she has insight, but also because she's had a lot of conversations with other people about death. And I think she, she's, you know, she's been very open and listened to a lot of people. And it would be, it would be interesting to kind of hear about her experience and to hear about her experience of, of having those conversations, yeah. very difficult conversations about very personal stories of grief. 
kind of on the air. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to go listen to that podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> the second person on my list is a close friend of both of ours. Uh, called Morgan Lev Edward Holub. Hello! Hello, Edward! <laughs> um, who has actually recently published a book called The A to Z of Gender and Sexuality from Ace to Z. It's amazing. It is amazing, and I strongly recommend everyone go out and buy the book, preferably from your local queer bookshop. If you go to Gaze the Word in London, there might be a signed copy left on the shelf. So I think there was one signed one left after I bought my own. So. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I I mean, mostly just because I think Edward is a great person to have around at any sort of social gathering, mm -hmm. because you can have very interesting conversations, whether it's about um, like the nature of prison abolition and like and you know the problems with cops. Or if it's about, like, how do you define a sandwich? That was a good conversation. That was a really good conversation. <laughs> that was a really good conversation. Um, but I also, like, I think they they have some really interesting thoughts um, from a Jewish cultural perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and I think they would have just a, you know, a very broad and interesting insight that not a lot of other people... Yeah. Would. Definitely. Yeah. And also, especially in terms of the use of language. And yeah. we, we talk a little bit about, we spoke a little bit at the beginning about using, like, having the language to talk about death. But it's also like having the language to talk about queerness too. And... So much so. Language can be, it can, it can be really inclusive and, like, make people feel, like, safe and warm and fuzzy. Or it can make people feel horrible and awful. And... Yeah. It's really... Yeah, so yeah, Morgan would be the perfect person to yeah. have a big yeah. old language discussion about death and queerness. Yeah, yeah. So he would definitely be be there on my list. Mm. Um, someone else who I think it would be I would I would really like to to have there to have these conversations with is another author called Otta Leaf. Um, she is also the founder of an organisation called Trans Feminism International. Um, she wrote, uh, well, she's written two novels, um, kind of dealing with the general topic of queer resistance. Her writing touches on uh, queerness, identities, trans identities, sex work, um, uh, class struggles and resistance. Um, and I think she, it's again that, that thing about like finding the language to be, to be all inclusive, um, is about finding, finding kind of um, broader perspectives. Yeah. And that's something which she's been very good at doing in her novels. She, uh, she sounds amazing. And I immediately want to borrow all of these <laughs> novels. Yes. Uh, yes. Her first novel is called Margins and Memorations. Margins and, and margins and memorations. Okay. And her yeah. second book is called Conserve and Control, <laughs> which is the one that deals with um, kind of things around environmentalism and the kind of co-option of capitalism. Mm. Um, well, the co-option of environmentalism into capitalist society, um, which I think is another. I think is is another very important talking point like coming at the perspective of 
coming at death from a queer perspective mm-hmm. is... I don't know. I don't know if it's just the queer groups that I roll in or the fact that being queer is quite political. Um, but I feel like from a queer perspective, you're a lot more aware of, you know, the existence of capitalism and the issues it creates. Yeah. And um, capitalism is a bit of an all-pervading thing, which, like, I think is a big part of, you know, death and, like, and the funeral funeral industry. Oh, yeah. And the fact that the funeral industry is called the funeral industry. Yeah, it's really weird because <laughs> so, since I started my job, I I haven't found, like, one definitive term that anybody uses. So some people say uh-huh. funeral industry. Some people say funeral profession. Um, and it's just, it's really bizarre. But, like, the thing is that it, it, it is a business. And yeah. I think these days there are more funeral directors who are trying to be a lot more conscious of the environment, um, a lot more accessible to people who have less money, maybe. Um, and there are some, um, so there's some really great people doing work about telling people, giving people all of the information that they need so that they can actually do, they can organise their own funeral. Mm-hmm. You don't legally have to use a funeral director. Yeah. At all. You do not have to do that. So as long as the legal... Doesn't mean you can bury a body in your backyard. You if you, <laughs> wait, I don't quote me on this, but I think if you own, <laughs> if you own the land... So not like if you own the house, but like if you actually own the land, then I think maybe you can. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, as long as the legal paperwork is done and you've registered the person who has died within... We do not endorse murder. We do not, podcast. absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know who I wasn't talking about. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so as long as you do all of the legal paperwork and stuff, you don't, you don't have to use a funeral director, so... Yeah. I'm out of a job. <laughs> well, actually, no. I, I'm not criticising, you know, funeral directors, I think. But, but yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's, uh, there's a lot, a lot of interesting stuff in there that will be good to talk, talk about in future episodes. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, if we could get all those people along, just, by the way, guys, if any of you are listening, you know, get in touch with us. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. <laughs> And everyone else, we love you too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, we will be coming back hopefully monthly. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. After I've moved my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moved my whole house. Um, and we'll have more conversations uh, about death and funerals and kind of all the stuff around that. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to get some guests along as well, so it's not just... Not just us. Our two voices. Yeah. Yeah, if you do have any questions, or if you just want to get in touch with us to say something, or if you'd like to make a request for us to to talk about a particular topic, um, please feel free to drop us an email. We have an email address. We have an email address. It's about six minutes old. (laughs) (laughs) What is the what is it again? It is queerdeathcafe at gmail.com and I'll stick it in the notes as well. So that's all one word. Queer Q U E E R Death D E A T H Cafe C A F E at gmail.com. Yeah. Cool. Um, we we both wrote those words in the air with our fingers. While we were spelling them out, by the way. The best way yeah. to spell things. So, like, people need to know that because they can't see that we yeah. did some yeah. art in the air. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Tangent. Uh, so, what should we talk about next week? 
Yeah, so next week I think we, um, I can talk about the process of arranging a funeral. So basically like... Not week. Like, Month. Month. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> We've got too much on to do this weekly. What yeah. should we talk about next time? Next time, yes. Next time we will talk about um, what happens after a person dies and the process of um, arranging a funeral. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you've got any questions about that topic, do definitely email us and then we'll make sure that we include that. But mm -hmm. hopefully we'll cover most of the stuff you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grace. And, okay. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Future people in the future. <laughs> and, uh, happy... No, wait. We'll edit that bit out. <laughs> how, do you, how do you sign off at a podcast? Uh, uh, you can just stop it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. All this mumbling. Yeah. This mumbling's quite fun. <laughs> it's quite good. Fade to black. Fade yeah. It's just kind of like... <laughs> I mean, we, okay. We can have a new track, but... Where's the list of what we told you? I don't think there's anything extra. Okay. I mean, we didn't even talk about a lot of this in detail. Um, content warning. This content this... has content. I'm sorry, I just really, <laughs> really want to say that. Okay, content warning. This content has content. Uh, yes. Uh, this episode... As well, we will, of course, be talking about death. Uh, there will also be a mention of suicide and some chat about mental ill health. And um, I'll mention briefly a little bit about what happens behind the scenes at a funeral home, but only very brief. Yeah, I don't think we really went in... We I don't think we're really going to go into any detail. No on these in this episode um but like it's mentioned yeah, yeah but not in detail yeah yeah so light content warning there will be light content yes uh and we will put a content warning at the beginning of every episode um so you know what to expect if you need to mentally prepare yourself mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.